Oh, I'm so good at this nowadays. Like I'm not even awkward anymore. I'm not awkward anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I drank a lot of stuff. Let's see. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm here with Steph Gim. This is the Steph who is also Steven Steph. So it's a lot of Stephs in my life going on right now. Um, Miss Steph Gim, say hi. Hello. She just like Steven. She's super awkward as well. It's gonna be a fun interview. Don't hold it against me if I don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, she cannot. She cannot. Alright, um, so Stephim was a customer at my shop. She's actually one of the most amazing customers I have. She was one of the first few who started coming since it was age three. She came over on her off days every week until this day. It's been three years. Yeah, every evolutions. week. Yeah, the shop has been through many evolutions. So She's super, super loyal customer, and not just that, we became really, really good friends. And now she's also my vet for all the animals that I have. I have lots of animals. Um, so, which is why I want to interview her today, because I love animals more than people, and so does she. Sometimes. Most of the time. Most of the time, we like animals more than humans. <laughs> so, um, I just wanted to get her on board, even though she's really, really shy and introverted. She agreed to do this because of her love for animals, and... She's a vet, like, she's like a proper vet. Okay, so, Steph, can we get a little bit of background of, you know, how do you study to become a vet? Um, so, <laughs> um, okay, how do you study to become a vet? Like, how long do you have to do it? Where do okay, you go? Okay. So, the course is, like, four to five years long, I think, depending on whether you've got, a, if, if you have a degree, you, if you have, like, a basic degree before like applying for this vet degree um but not like well, Singapore that. so you had to finish school here get a degree first and then you don't have to you can apply for vet as like you know when you're fresh from J from jc yeah but if you've already had like a prior like if you've already done a degree like a basic science degree mm -hmm. and then you decided that's not for you and you wanted to go to like medicine or vet which is then you're they have out. like a which is what you did is it no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, but like there are some people who can do that. Okay. And then um, it's kind of like a fast track course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's still like four to five years long. After your degree. You're confusing me. So you finished degree yeah. here. No, because I did a, I did agree I, I did a degree before um, I did I did before you decided you wanted to come back. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. And where do you go to school? Your favorite place ever? Edinburgh, Scotland. Scotland! She won't stop talking about that time of my life. Oh, this, that, the humor. Yeah, Scotland was great. Really miss it. <laughs> All I think about Scotland is great. I mean, seriously, I'm not very, maybe I'm going to sound like ignorant and dumb as fuck, but... All I think about is bagpipes and sheep. <laughs> whiskey. And whiskey and the dog with the barrel. Like when I think I'm a bimbo, but it's okay. Um, so moving forward from that, you came back to Singapore, you found a job, obviously as a vet. What is it like pulling all-nighters? Because I think a lot of people know about doctors and nurses. I mean, doctors for people, but they don't know much about Vets like yeah schedule yeah so I was a bit ambitious when I first graduated so I thought I wanted to go into emergency um, you know go into emergency work so that involves like 
overnight shifts. Um, but that proved to be quite intense, and I only managed to do it for like a year. a year. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, because she would stumble into my shop at eight a.m. She's like, oh, I just finished my night shift. I did that one time, but <laughs> no, it was more than once. I I can't remember. Okay, never mind. And she was her that time clinic was in the east. Yeah, very very far off in the east. <laughs> but she stumbled to the CBD to get coffee from my shop, so it was very sweet. Yeah. Um, and it was really, really tough, right? It was tough. It was tough. I mean, I don't think... Do you guys not... You're not allowed to sleep or can you take a nap while you're waiting for, like, patients to come in? I mean, you're not technically allowed to. I think if there is, like, a lull period, you can kind of, like, rest, but you just always got to be on the lookout for, like, um, listen out for the doorbell or, like, phone, pick up phone calls. So why was it so hard for you? The lack of sleep or... It's just tough. I think, um... When you're on night shift, it's just one vet and one nurse working. So I think it also depends on um, how many cases there are, how many patients there are in the hospital. Because then you end up being, there are some nights where it's really busy. And then you have to, there's no time to like rest or sleep. You just got to make sure, make sure nothing is dying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. While also tending to like any patients that are coming in at the, you know, during the night. Yeah. Um, So it's just. It takes a toll, I think, you know, when you're not sleeping normal hours. And then by that time, like towards the end of that year of working and um, doing emergency stuff, um, I hadn't really, I felt very kind of alienated from a lot of people, a lot of like my old friends, because they all work normal jobs. People get to meet at like, you know, regular times. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I think that coupled with just the stress of the job. Mm. Yeah, I was... By the end of it, I was feeling quite a, a bit depressed. Mm. And if there's something we talk about every episode, right? If something kills you, even though you're doing it for the greater good, you should quit for your for your own sanity. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, there is no shame in quitting for personal reasons, right? Yeah. So moving along, outside of that, um, what are like? What is that your common day like for a vet? Like your patients are usually animals. Yeah. So for me, when I think about that, I think it's a really, really tough job because you have to decipher or diagnose something based on your skills or your studies. So what you've studied really, really pertains to what you do. Yeah. So how do you make a diagnosis? Like how do you it's guessing work really. Right? I mean it in a way some of it is like I would say guesswork, but you know, you do, you do, there are certain tests and diagnostic tests, I mean, yeah, diagnostic tests that you can do to kind of help you narrow down, but usually when you speak to the clients and you examine the animal, you kind of get a rough idea of like what body system is affected, and then you kind of just go from there, but then sometimes you do run tests and they all come back a bit inconclusive, Mm -hmm. and then a lot of it is just kind of trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it can be... Sometimes it is very rewarding. You do a test and yeah, you know you get a definite diagnosis, and then usually the animal recovers. But then sometimes when it's um when it's not very clear cut, um, you're just kind of just trying different treatments to see whether the animal respond to it. Yeah. So because then, I think a lot of times when I go to vet, I'd be like, I expect you to know yeah. as a customer, right? Yeah. But sometimes it's not fair because how would you know? Animals yeah. don't speak, right? Unless yeah. you're Doctor Doolittle, which <laughs> they're not. Um, but I can imagine the stress of that in itself as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, you know, in that sense, um, your communication with the client and the client's compliance is very important as well. Because if you're telling them you have to straight up be like, I'm not sure if this treatment's going to work. So we've got to try it, give it a few days, and then you've got to come back for a review. And then, like, you just got to make it very clear that, you know, you don't know whether the treatment's going to work. Yeah. Um, but do, do you still get blamed, though? I mean, if anything goes south, like, do you still get into trouble? Like, do customers, like, because you know a lot of pet owners, they love their animals so much, which is not wrong. Yeah. But do they start blaming you? And have you had any bad experiences with that kind of stuff? I mean, I'm lucky that I haven't had any, like, very negative, um, like, very bad experiences with clients. But they do get upset, you know. It's like if they come to you for quite a bit of time, you've tried different treatments, but if the animal's not responding, they do get a bit, like, frustrated. Yeah, which is yeah. understandable as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely understandable. But you know, sometimes it's also something about the eye, like for real. No, definitely. So what do we like? It's peanut butter jelly under the table. By the <laughs> so now she's doing it, right? We're just pointing at nothing. <laughs> now she's got to work. Um. Where were we? Cutting balls? <laughs> were we talking about cutting off balls? <laughs> castration is the uh, actual term. Actual sorry, term. sorry. So we, when we talk about castration, I want to also ask about this because people have said like it's better to castrate your animals or neuter your, your female animals. Is it actually true um, that it's better for the animal if you don't intend to breed? Definitely. If you're not intending to breed, it is... Um, it is generally our recommendation because it helps to reduce like the risk of them developing things like uh, for females like ovarian cancer. This um, later stages cancer. in later stages in their life. Yeah, and for males like you know testicular cancer as well as like prostate issues. I think a lot of people don't really. It's one of those things where you don't really see the benefits. Of Correct. It. They go like, oh, super thing. I don't want to do that to my animal. But can you explain like how painless it is and how fast it actually is as well? I mean. I would say it's completely painless. There definitely is a bit of discomfort involved, but you know, from all the patients that we've seen so far, they do recover very quickly. Isn't it very like, cute that she called animal patients? I love it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they usually recover or they bounce back within one to two days. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not When like, Peanut yeah. did it, she was fine after like a few hours. Yeah. She wasn't like in any... Well, I've I had a lot of animals in my life and all of them have been spayed or neutered and none of them have been sick for more than a day. They're yeah. just like tired usually from the medication of... Yeah, the anesthesia. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, usually they bounce back within like one... So as a vet, would you recommend that people actually spare and neuter their animals if they don't intend to breed? Yes. And would you recommend people try to breed on their own at home? I mean, there are people that do it. I mean, I... I would say, I wouldn't say like you shouldn't do it, but I think there's a lot of research that you should do to make sure that like, you know, your animals are well taken care of yes. during the procedure, like yeah. you know, the process of breeding as well as while the animal's pregnant and then looking after the kittens or puppies. Okay, let's go on to the next point. Cutting balls. Cutting balls. I never knew until I met her that it takes 10 minutes to cut balls off. 
I mean roughly like you know the procedure itself maybe takes about 10 to 10 to 15 whether it's a depends on whether it's a cat or a dog but it's 10 to 15 minutes <laughs> men out there beware her boyfriend is super nice to her because of that you'll never know don't piss her off just say you watch it Steven <laughs> Steven laying down MMA fighter lost his balls last night we don't know why we don't know why um <laughs> People would love that when he watches this email. <laughs> Making all these weird sound effects. Um, okay, so let's go into the next step. Uh, the next thing on our list, which is responsible pet ownership. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing for me because I also know this guy called. Actually, I should interview as well. Um, Derek, who actually runs um, voices uh, for animals, and also Sunny Heights um, grooming and 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 boarding and like they have a pool and all that is in Turf City it's great but he also runs Voices for Animals which is a non-profit like not-for-profit animal organization and I speak to him quite a bit we actually have chickens in our house from him as well um he's a great guy and he gives he tells me this feedback about people abandoning their animals their pets yo come on man don't do it like you have I mean do I no I'm getting like angry so like Yo, come on, man. Don't do that to animals. Yeah. Okay, what is the average lifespan of a dog, a cat, a hamster? <laughs> yeah, it kind of ranges. I think, like, for hamsters, you're lucky if they, they get to about, like, two years. Mm. Um, but for cats and dogs, like, dogs on average, maybe about 10 to 15. Um, and for cats, it can be a little bit longer, but, yeah, generally also around 10 to 18. So... I think through my years of being a pet owner, through meeting her, through meeting Derek, when I talk about people abandoning their animals, it's really bad. He gets phone calls like, can you just pick up my animal? I don't want it anymore. Or like, people drop off boxes outside his, you know, outside Sunny Heights and just be like, Yo. Yeah. And what is he going to do? He, he loves animals more than any of us, I think. It's very expensive to maintain, you know, vet care, housing, so, the point here is, if you're going to think of getting a puppy or adopt an animal, obviously, I would favor adoption, but I also understand how cute puppies are or like, you know, if you want to mother something, it's great. But understand that animals live for a decade or more, usually, if nothing goes wrong. A decade of your life has to be devoted to this animal like your child. Mm. Yeah, I mean, basically, you don't really have, you know, you know when, you, when you decide to have a kid, it's not like you have one and you, you, know, you assume that the child is going to be healthy all yes, throughout exactly. life. So it's the same for pets, basically. Um, they are going to get sick at some point in their life. I think if you're very unlucky and they do develop like some kind of chronic issue that requires... Which I've encountered a few times. Yeah. I mean, it's just not fair to the animal for you to just decide, like, you know, like... But honey, I think a lot of people, they don't abandon just for that reasons. People move away. Yeah. They drop off their animals. People have babies. Yeah. They drop off their animals. People, it's all kinds of reasons. Yeah. That's it's just reason. a lot of, and sometimes it's life, right? You don't know you're going to move away. You don't know you're going to have a kid. You don't know you're going to get allergies. Like I developed allergies to my cats and my dogs after I had my kid. Yeah. And, well, I just take most of the time. 
<laughs> and you have to switch. Yes. If you're an antihistamine, you cannot be on one antihistamine. It doesn't work forever. So every three months or so, I switch from Telfast to Zyrtec to Telfast. And I make sure I wash my hands after I touch them. It's so simple. Mm. But abandonment is just not okay. So if you are a younger person or you just, you don't think that you can be committed and at any point in time you may have lifestyle changes, you, you live that way, then don't don't get an animal. Go to your friend's house and look at their pet. You know, yeah. come to my house and pet my animal. Don't come to my house. It's <laughs> not an open invitation. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, um, or you could choose to like foster. Yes, foster a pet that's for a, a while. That's if you're not advice. sure if like it's for you. Yeah, or if yes. you just want to kind of like give it a chance to see whether you know pet ownership is like something you can handle. That's always a good setting. So. Stefan walks a dog every day without fail at five thirty. So five thirty, six thirty, you cannot call her. She's walking Angus, her beloved. <gasps> Thing that we'll put up on thing. Sorry, beloved. <laughs> Not your son, right? It's your mom's son, so it's your brother. He's like, he's my, he's my nephew. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. It's a nephew. So, um, it's about dedication and it's really commitment, right? Would you say? Kind of. I mean, or get I a hamster. Yeah, I mean, dogs and cats, they're meant to be interacted with. They love, they need attention, they need to be exercised. I, I feel very sad for, like, you know, some people who get small breed dogs and they're like, oh, but you know, he's so tiny, he gets tired after walk. But, you know, animals, like dogs especially, they need, they need exercise, they need Seriously, like, an outlet to I agree. It's just like humans, like, we are actually animals, right? Yeah. We're not meant to be sedentary. Yeah. So people who don't exercise, once again, I, I say this every single episode, please exercise. Like it, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. And if you feel tired after, that's the point. Yeah. Right? Like your animals are meant to be tired out to rest. So they exercise and then they rest. Humans as it means. Yeah, they're more like they're more they're less likely to have behavioral issues mm. as well if they are like well exercised. Let them well, I didn't know just that expend your energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because a lot of the time you've got so much pent up energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that. I get that. Yeah. So, uh, exercise your dogs. <laughs> exercise yourself too. Exercise together. <laughs> run with your dog. Yeah, run, walk, hike, whatever. <laughs> Swim. But no. be careful of fox jellyfish and insects. <laughs> what? What fox jellyfish? You haven't heard? There's like fox jellyfish. They discovered fox jellyfish just kind of floating so around. Cute. I love jellyfish. I got stung once. <laughs> Dude, I, I went to Maldives and I, like, we're living in, like, we're staying in, like, this, like, house on water type thing. I went in immediately, all of us went scuba diving. In less than 10 minutes, I got stung by a jellyfish oh my on gosh. my neck. Okay, how do you treat jellyfish things? Apparently, you don't pee on it. Thank you <laughs> for saying that. Because all my friends, I was with eight people that, you get my then boyfriend to be on it, get him to be on it. I'm like, <laughs> guys, come on. Nobody's I mean, peeing on me today. Apparently, you have to be carrying a bottle of like vinegar around that will neutralize it. Yeah, because I was like, literally, right? So the pain is kind of like a throbbing, stabbing type pain. So I was like, for like a good 30 minutes before oh it went away. But the it was still like swelling and all that. Yeah. But this is also something else. Just because an animal hurts you, try not to have PTSD and start hating on the animals or getting phobia because you know what? 
it's their natural. It's an instinct. It's an instinct thing to protect themselves. Yeah, right. It's a behavior like instinctively. If someone lunged at you, would you not try and like do something to protect yourself? If you go to the ocean to swim, they live there. Yeah, right. You're kind, kind of like you are intruding their space. Yeah. So I didn't hate on the jellyfish that hurt me, but like, it's good to know that. Well, it's just to teach you, right? It will teach you not to uh, jump, come too close. Yo, <laughs> he was transparent. <laughs> like, I didn't know he was there. Do <laughs> you think I would like? Oh my god, jellyfish! We Maybe it was an awkward jellyfish. Jellyfish <laughs> coming for you! Please take my neck. Yo, better things to do. <laughs> um, but. It's important to know that as well. Uh, vinegar. Yeah. Is it tried and tested and proven? I think that is. Yeah. Okay, vinegar. If you're yeah. going to snorkel, bring some vinegar. <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. Um, but jellyfish is super cute. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Actually, I think these tips are really good. The ones that are like, how do you treat, like, bite marks if you got bitten by a dog. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, She's like, look at the battle scars, like, ah, <laughs> those things. I think dog bites, um, well, first you have to make sure your tetanus, your tetanus shot is, like, up to date. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got mine, like, three years ago. <laughs> so, um, I think for dog bites, generally, I think cat bites are worse, actually, because the teeth are a lot sharper, so... When they do bite you, the wound closes up fairly quickly, rather than like a dog bite, which tends to be a little bit bigger. So you can actually clean and wash out the wound. Whereas like cat bites, once it closes over, you're more likely to get like, it's more likely to get infected. Um, yeah, you ever heard of this thing called cat scratch fever? No. <laughs> I mean, it's basically when you get bitten or you get scratched by a cat, and because you know the claws and the teeth are so sharp, the bacteria just kind of. Um, the skin just closes over the wound and then, you know, it develops. You can develop So how do you, what there. do you do? Pour um, on it. First, always wash the wound out. Like, I usually just go ham and like scrub the whole thing just to try and... Do you know what ham means? She just used what ham, she's a bad. She's the best bad ever because she's so quirky. <laughs> ham literally means H-A-M, hard as motherfucker. <laughs> That's what she just said. I mean... Yeah. Continue. Sure. Go ham and wash your hands. Hands. <laughs> hands. Scrub. Scrub the shit out of the hand. Yeah, and then, um, and then just take some antibiotics. But where do you find antibiotics? You're you're a vet. I just take some from anywhere. Clinic. Okay. Yeah, we do use some broad spec. Um, so if you're hurt by your own animals, do that. Yeah. I mean, I think I've been to a couple. Initially, I went to see a doctor for it, but I feel like doctors are not really. Like some GPs don't really know what to do when it comes to yeah, animal yeah, rights. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, what I do is I just make sure, firstly, you just got to wash the wound out properly. And then, um, depending on how deep the bite is, um, get antibiotics and apply some like antibiotic cream on it. Cool, cool. Actually, you haven't been very awkward this interview. Yeah. I'm quite surprised. Bad. Why? Because yeah. it's me, right? And I was setting, like, we're in my house. You can't draw. In my house. You can't draw attention to the awkward. Now I'm awkward. <laughs> Sorry. She suddenly stopped like a bird. Now you know what she did, Stephen, right? Stephen loves making bird noises too. Um, okay, so to conclude, 
any tips at all? Anything that comes to your mind for tips on like pet care, responsible pet care, last minute um, tips? Come on, come on, last minute sure. tips. Come on, 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 come uh, make sure your pet's <laughs> vaccinations are up to date. <laughs> and? And, um, yeah, make sure your dog is on, like, some form of heartworm prevention oh, or yeah. tick and flea prevention. Tick and fleas, yes, yes. Yeah. Very, very. Because I have actually had a flea infestation in my house before. Ooh. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. yeah, because preventative, well, prevention is better than cure, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to talk about balls? Okay, fine. Let's do the thing that I did to Steven because I would think that he would say that's fair. Fair enough. Right? So you have to look the camera dead straight. Straight. Okay. And you have to say like, Hi, my name... Like, pretend you're a newscaster and do it. Like, hi, my name is Steph Yim. Where do, what do you do? And name out five things you like. Imaginary papers. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Hi, I'm Steph Yim. I'm a vet. I like cats, dogs, <laughs> cutting balls, um, drinking coffee at Sugarfin, plug, <laughs> um, boxing at Slingshot, doing plug, <laughs> and going to bed at night. Dang dang. And coming slow. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I think that's it. That's it. Good job. Someone needs to go and turn it off. <laughs> Me. <laughs>